What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, tradition of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. And today I've got one of my favorite interviews I've ever done up uh, for you. But before we get to that, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everybody who's been listening and supporting us. We have the best group of people backing us up on this you you guys have all been amazing we love you guys and uh, the podcast continues to grow the youtube show continues to grow if you're not already make sure you check us out on tuesdays we've got a pre-show called nwa stranger with adam rotella and a random guest usually one of you people um, helping him out just doing a little quick pre-show before nwa power airs and then every tuesday 705 ish after nwa power We've got the live after show, and uh, those, of course, get uploaded here. But if you're not able to attend live, you should know on the live nights, we always hang out after what you would hear in the podcast portion of the show. And we talk with the chat and uh, get into all kinds of conversation. It's a lot of fun. So if you have that itching after NWA Power and you want to talk to other fans in the community, then that's the place to be on Tuesday nights. One more quick note, I have not forgotten about the past NWA podcast I've been talking about, that retrospective style show. I hope to have that up here going for you within the next month or so, so just stick with me. I promise I'm working on it, and I've had some support from some of you folks, and it's been great, and uh, I think we should be ready to start rolling that out. I think you guys are going to really dig it. I'm going to have some new uh, people on that you haven't met before. And um, I think I think you're going to really like it. Always remember, you can follow the podcast on at the NWA Pod. I am at this is Gary Horn. Rotella is at this is Rotella. All the social medias. That's our stuff. So I'm not going to waste any more of your precious time. This week on the show, we've got probably one of the easiest people to talk to I've ever talked to, and that is Miss Marty Bell. Marty Bell, you've seen her in NWA Power. She's currently hanging out a lot with Thunder Rosa and with Melina, and uh, she's having some issues with Allison Kay. Like I said, Marty was really gracious and really kind to talk to for the most part, but as you'll listen, I mean, I love to get to know these people more and more, and we do that a lot in this episode, but towards the end, we start talking a little bit about Allison, and things get um, tense, I guess you could say. But anyway, enough of me. Here you go, the brand new This Is The NWA interview with Ms. Marty Bell. Anyway, so I have hit record, but okay. anything, oh, I'll cut out everything that you said earlier about Allison Kay and all the cursing Please. you did. Thank you. All of that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I know you like to try to keep it PG. I do. Uh, well, I guess I'll just say that I am sitting here with Marty Bell. Marty, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me for a little bit. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate uh, all the support that we get from you and the rest of your crew, so I'm excited to be here today. You're always, well, I'm happy that you're talking to me. I was going to say you're always so nice, like, at the shows. But actually, every time I, I see you, you, like, 
mean mug me like the first time. It give you a really really dirty look. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know where that, that came from or how it started. But honestly, I have no idea why either. Yeah, I feel like you, you just... said something to me like after the first the like the first day of the of the first set of tapings, and I've just kind of decided to run with it. That's the thing well, now. Yeah. So I don't know how else to start off this thing without just saying right off the bat, just just talk to me about Mindy Kaling. Oh my God, I love her so much. How do you know I'm obsessed with her? Do I talk about her that much? I don't know if you've had a chance yet to uh, listen to anything else I've done, but Marty, I do my homework. I've listened to, I've probably listened to every stupid i mean i say stupid i don't mean stupid oh but my I've god listened- I, yeah i just talked about this recently that i'd want her to play me in a movie right no i did not hear that but oh. that would be awesome oh no it's 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 oop, way to spoil it it's something that hasn't been uh released yet that we shot for girl power it was one of the questions that somebody asked me is who i would want to play me in a movie and i Boom. said just I've, so I got can it. I've got it exclusive look at that you do you do you have a very exclusive <laughs> sneak peek I usually like comb through interviews, like if you've been on podcasts before, because I, I know that this is like, you know, I, I don't, maybe some people really it. love I, doing I this. I understand what you're trying to say without, I'm going to, I'm going to pretty it up for what you're trying. I get what you're trying to say. I'm going to pretty it up for you. You want to do your research that you don't ask me, why did you get into wrestling? Who do you want to wrestle? Who's your favorite? Po-? You want to ask me things that haven't been asked before. Exactly. Yes. And I appreciate that. It's very important because I'm sure that people can imagine how many podcast requests we get, how many people contact us about wanting to do things. And it, it it's hard to not come across like kind of a jerk when we say this, but sometimes I just don't want to, you know, jump on a, on a phone call or, or, you know, write out an article for someone who's literally going to ask me something that you can look at my Twitter handle or Twitter like feed and, you know, get an answer for I want to get questions that are fun, things that are different, and and I know that you guys do a really good job with that. I know you've had a few of the of the NWA roster already on your show, and I think that it kind of shows why we keep coming back is because we know you're going to ask us, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to know how I got started. There's nothing wrong with trying to find out, you know, it, do I have a dream match that hasn't happened yet, or who do I have the best chemistry with? There's nothing wrong with that, and I'm more than happy to answer that. But when literally the entire interview is, so uh you speak Spanish, huh? That's that's when it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. That off the list. Yeah. So, yep, um, just uh <laughs> No, I watched Power last week and you spoke Spanish, so I, I assumed that you had a great interview by the way on Thank there. you. you. Thank you. You did a good job. And Adam, you've seen him, the mustache guy. He mm-hmm. uh was a huge fan of your outfit. He's doing this like hashtag check out my outfit out- outfit thing. Um, I'm because he said he was going to tweet a photo wearing that outfit and he still hasn't. So whatever, I guess. We'll have to ask him about that. Um, I am going to ask you one thing though about Spanish because this has always just blown my mind. And so I I don't think I've ever asked anybody this really. What? What language do I think in? Well, no, that wasn't it. But now you're blowing my mind. Now I've got it. <laughs> okay, I've sorry. Got what was your? Fa- I just keep cutting you off. I'm gonna start interviewing you. I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this interview. I'm gonna start you interviewing should. you. This makes it. E- I was just telling you right before we started recording how stressed out I was because of my work phone. So no, that that makes it easier. The more that you are just happy to talk. And I and I. Oh and my I gosh! Don't I'm get me started. We could literally. This thing could literally go for like five hours if you if you. Like, don't threaten me with a good time. We'll be here all night. But sorry. What was your question about Spanish that you have? 
I was just going to ask you, actually, because I know you watched some wrestling and it was like easy English for you to understand. Mm-hmm. So I know that I guess Spanish was your first language. Is that it right? Yeah. Yeah. So does that because I've tried to learn Spanish before I took like three <laughs> years of it. And then you find out that like nobody still knows what the hell you're saying when even when you remember certain words and stuff. But like, does it mess with your mind as a kid? Like when you're growing up and there are like two languages going on in your head? You know what's crazy? I so I don't remember most of my childhood. So I don't know if it was ever an issue. I do think about stuff like that all the time now. Um, if I ever decide to have kids or if I ever get the opportunity to have kids, I would definitely want to make sure that they speak Spanish. And I do wonder about things like that. Like, do you get confused when you see, you know, when even even just watching like a baby learning how to speak one language. Now let's talk about throwing in a completely different language. How does your brain, like, identify what word is? I don't know. It's super weird. I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I would assume that I didn't have a problem because I started learning English when I was seven. And probably by the time I was nine, I was fluent. I was reading at a, I guess, third grade reading level, uh, which is what the grade, I think I was in third grade. Uh, Yeah. By third grade, I was, so within two years, I became fluent in English as well. It's so much easier to pick up languages when you're younger. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I ever had, like, even now, I'll sometimes, sometimes I'll be having a, especially if I'm around my family or if I'm around, uh, when I go to Dominican Republic, I'll realize that when I come back, I will have a slight accent, I think, just from being around my family. And also sometimes if I'm, for example, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm in the Dominican Republic and I'm translating from Spanish to English for somebody who may be visiting or who may, may not speak Spanish, I'll forget and like turn around and say things to them in Spanish thinking that I'm speaking English. Like sometimes my, my, the wires will get crossed in that way. But I don't know if as a kid, just, just warning you, when you ask me a question, I'm probably going to like make 10 stops before I actually get to the answer of what you originally asked me. So just a warning. I want you to not worry about it. <laughs> You just call all this out. But yeah, so I don't know if as a kid I had that issue because I don't remember, basically. I feel like, I, I don't know, it's weird. I, I can't remember. It's, I know that I didn't speak English for seven years of my life, but I don't remember. I don't remember that. I don't know. It just, it, I guess it didn't affect me enough that I don't, that it, that it stuck with me in that way. Why do you say you don't remember? Was that like, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to pry too much, but is that like. Well, actually, uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I think maybe it is like childhood trauma that my my brain's like, nope, not gonna, I mean, I, my childhood was interesting, different, I guess not really different, because I know that a lot of immigrant families have basically long, 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 very, very long story short. I was born in New York. Uh, I moved to the Dominican Republic when I was probably about two months old. I know that I came to the U.S before I, I turned seven because there are pictures of me in the snow, which obviously the Dominican Republic doesn't have snow. So I know that I was in New York when those pictures were taken. I don't remember any of that. All I know is that I moved back and I lived in the Dominican Republic. Like that was my place of residence until I was seven years old. When I was seven years old, I left my parents, left my siblings, left everybody behind and moved to New York to live with my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, Martina, who at 70 years old decided that she was going to start taking care of a 70 year old. And basically I moved back to New York for a similar reason that, or, you know, the same reason that a lot of people come to the U S for a better life, for better education, 
my sister, uh, my older sister was uh, in an American school uh, because of her dad. Her dad was able to get into an American school in the Dominican Republic. So my mom knew that she was going to be okay with learning English. They wanted to make sure that I spoke English. That was like very important to my parents uh, because they knew that there were going to be more opportunities for me. Whether I decided to live in the Dominican Republic or whether I wanted to stay in the U.S., because obviously I have the choice to do either, they wanted to make sure I spoke English. So that was the main reason why I moved to New York. Uh, and I just think that a lot of things happened when I was a kid, and I think a lot of it just comes from, I don't know. I really don't know. I've, I've like thought about it, but I feel like there's just so much. There's 31 years of my life to dig through to get to that, so... I don't know, but I do know that I don't remember a lot of my childhood. So. Well, let's dig into it tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am on a couch right now, so I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to like light some candles, start crying. It'll be great. It'll be just like I'm out of my therapist. It's perfect. That was my next podcast was going to be like Dr. Phil, so I can't wait. No, I, I only asked that because I actually relate to it. I mean – you know, obviously I don't have the same experience, but I have like a huge portion of my childhood that I don't remember at all either. And I know that there was like some stuff going on, you know, during that time with my parents and everything else. And I moved around from house to house and stuff. So anyway, I was just curious if it was related to that, if you thought or whatever. It was just interesting to me. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think I mean, I do. I do think about that, too. Like maybe it was maybe the language thing did have something to do with it. I have thought that I've thought obviously the move moving from one country to another is a pretty big shock, uh, especially moving to a different country. Um, I don't remember. I'm I'm 100 percent sure that I knew my grandmother before, because once again, there are pictures of my grandmother and I when I was a baby. So I know that I knew my grandmother, but I distinctly remember that when I moved when I was seven, I was like, oh, going to go live with this stranger that I don't know. Like, I hope she's cool. So I think that's also kind of like a big shock. And then I think the language thing might also be like my brain was so focused on like, we're going to learn a new language. Forget all of your memories. This is all that matters now. Maybe, maybe that is it. Maybe it yeah, I don't your brain. So you're a theater kid, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I also connect with you there. I, uh, I, I went to school for theater and all of that stuff. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, it, it, it only started for me because I ended up, well, I liked this girl who was doing it. And so, uh, she actually went to school out of state, like in a different state, but she was like doing the theater stuff. And she's like, Oh, she should come over here. And then I went to visit her one day and she had me like audition. And like the guy who ran this, the thing was like, well, I'll, I'll give you a scholarship to come to school. If oh, you wow. Later. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm in. So I ended and up. now in you guys are theater. married? No. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, I'll watch that listening to this. And no, she's like, she who knows. is she talking about? Oh, no. She knows. My wife, by the way, is half Puerto Rican. I don't know if there's like a rivalry between the DR and, and you know Puerto what's Rico. Funny? Or, in New York, there is. Like, yes and no. Like, there there always has been sort of a little rivalry between the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. I love Puerto Rico. My brother and my sister my, from my dad's side li have lived in Puerto Rico, like, basically our entire life. Two of my nephews, their mom's Puerto Rican. Like, the one of the best vacations that I've taken in my entire life was last year to Puerto Rico. I love Puerto Rico. I will, like, rant and rave about how amazing Puerto Rico is, so... So her and I are cool. That see, that, I knew I liked your wife. You, I wasn't so sure about, but your wife, I was like, yeah, she's cool. 
So that makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, her her she's so separated from it all. Her dad is actually from New York. Well, from Puerto Rico through New York to to here in South Carolina where I'm at now. South he, Carolina? Yeah, I live in South Carolina now. Oh, shoot, I thought you I thought you were in Georgia. No, I mean I that's where you Take yeah, that's, that's where I, what, I just figured that you like I've seen you at every single one of them. Well, thank you. This makes this makes you a little bit cooler. Just does it make bit. me cooler or does it make me way nerdier? That you've well, seen both, me every both, single... both. <laughs> okay. Definitely, definitely nerdier. But it, I do um, I do appreciate that you um, how far is that drive? Uh, it's like, I live in Greenville, which is like, uh, probably it's like two hours. So okay. it's not that bad. All right. It's not that bad, I guess then. Uh, yeah. right, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not as impressed anymore, but whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I still cool pushing things. up my glasses. Well, yeah, I actually. Like, uh, see, I wore glasses up until a year ago. What do you, I got you LASIK wear contact? Oh, you got LASIK. Yeah. I did. I a year ago. It was the best thing that, uh, it was one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. I, I told I, – I was literally talking to Adam earlier, and this is going to be super weird, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this anyway. Oh um, no, I know. I, I, I like to preface it that way, yes, but if I yes, start please, off strong, then anything I say will hopefully be way less weird than what I uh, set you up for. But no, we were talking about something, and I was – oh, I have I have a couple of things here, and I was like, man, she is just like my wife. So that's why I brought up like the Puerto Rico thing, but mm. – Another thing you just said was the LASIK thing. Like, she just got LASIK. And she's really? like, you got to go do it. Yeah. And she was like, you got to go do it. LASIK's, like, the best thing I've ever done. But I am, like, real freaked out by eyeball stuff. So, so I. I was – it's so funny because yesterday – I think it was either yesterday or the day before yesterday. I got something in my eye. And so I, I was using these, like, eye drops. It's just saline solution. Like, there's nothing in it. It's basically just, like, clean water. To like take it out and I was like, man, it's so funny that there, so when I was in, in high school, I started wearing contacts, but it was so hard for me to touch my eye that there was literally like a year where I would only wear one contact, whatever contact I could get into my eye. That was it because it would take me like 15, 20 minutes each time because oh, wow. I, I, I could not touch my eyeball. And I will tell you, this is not an ad for LASIK, but I will I will tell you that it was the best experience of my life. The whole entire thing took about 10 minutes. I got actual LASIK done, but there are so many other things. Like uh, one of my best friends just got something called Smile done, which was even quicker, and they didn't have to um, cut your eye. So I'm telling you, it like there are so many options now, and there's like something with a K. There's like so many options now that it, it's it's so worth it, man. It really is. Your entire just your entire life like changes. It's it's insane for me to open my eyes and be like, oh, I can see. Or, like, I'm going to a water park. I don't have to decide. Like, like going to the beach, it would be like, okay, am I going to wear my glasses today? And then when I get in the water, not be able to see. Or am I going to wear my contacts and hope that no water gets into my eye? Because if it gets, it's a whole thing where now I'm like, I'm going to the beach. Here's my bathing suit and my towel. That's it. So it really, 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 really was something that I was so happy I was able to do. And I'm. It was a year ago, and I'm still very, very happy with it. My my brain is so fantastical that like I I sit there sometimes, and I'm like, God, what if I, you know, like the zombie apocalypse happens, or it turns into a quiet place outside, or whatever, you know, like some horror movie scenario, and I'm like, I can't be running around needing contacts. Like I gotta, you know, you, what um, happens? Are you a Harry Potter fan? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I Basically, I like. So I just finished reading all of them. It's so here's, an, here's a fun, useless fact about me. I am a speed reader, 
I can read extremely, extremely fast. I started, and I, and I love books, and I read a lot. And so if you ever, like, see me out, I, I used to not read on my phone a lot or ever because I thought it was weird, like Kindle or anything like that, until somebody gave me a Kindle, and it was, like, the best thing ever because now I can have my books with me everywhere I go. So I still do read physical books, but I usually read on Kindle. There will probably be times where if you ever see me, like, in a corner – and I'm looking at my phone and not like swiping or anything. I'm probably reading. I'll literally pull my book out and start reading anywhere. So I just I just finished the entire Harry Potter series. I started um, around Christmas time. So it took me about two months to finish all, all the books. So I've been um, like watching uh, watching the movies now that I'm done with all the books and reading like all these articles and memes and stuff. And one of the like one of the memes was like the way to defeat Harry Potter is to take his glasses off. Like, that's all anybody had to do to defeat him was remove his glasses because now he's blind and can't do anything. So, you don't want to be Harry Potter with no glasses on. That's a really good point. So, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. So, that's the only thing that makes me consider LASIK is because of, like, oh, God, I don't want to end up in some scenario. Well, like you, I mean, did you wear contacts in the ring and stuff? I did. I did Did because I had um, astigmatism and that – I had astigmatism in one eye. So it completely, completely threw off my perception of things. If I didn't have my contact, even with my contacts in, it still threw off my perception. But even like hitting the ropes and stuff like that without my glasses on would have been a, a disaster. It's already a disaster with me being able to see. So now imagine if I couldn't see. I just wouldn't be able to, to grab things or know what things are. So I lost contacts many a times in the ring. And then... Uh, when I did, uh, I did this TV show um, last year. It's been, it's, it feels like it was yesterday, but it's been, it's been close to two years now. It'll be two years um, coming up, and that was really stressful for me because I would lose my contact no matter what. Like no matter how hard I, cl- I tried closing my eyes, um, if I had to jump into water, I was screwed. I was losing. I was definitely gonna be able to see out of one eye or like no no or no eyes that's crazy yeah you're talking about are you talking about the the big brother kind of thing that you did yeah so the sh- i i compare that more to like it was it was more like survivor meets the challenge meets like mcb's the challenge and actually fun fact the creator of our show also created survivor so that's why there were so many survivor-esque aspects okay um for of the show but yeah not being able to see on the show sucked so why do you all right, so I am gonna I'm gonna tell you uh, the creepiest thing that I do know about you. Fantastic. <laughs> See, I told there, you I've always no no. It's only creepy because because my I just caught this and I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to say this without sounding creepy. But today on Insta Stories, you posted your uh, you're doing your uh, promo. You can mention it because I can't remember right off the top of my head. Oh, uh, the... for Shine sixty five. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Um, you're 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 a brand ambassador for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am a sponsored athlete for a brand called My Protein. Yeah, My Protein. So you'd bought some leggings and mm-hmm. like the shorts and stuff, but when you posted that in the background, I noticed when I was like flipping through. <laughs> On your bookshelf, you had playwriting for dummies. I'm like trying, I'm like trying to look at it now and see what. So I, I share this bookshelf. So that book is not mine. Oh, okay, all right. But I so do, gonna... I do. Mm, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I write anymore. I stopped. I feel like I, I. So I have a Patreon, cheap plug, uh, Patreon.com/slash/MartyBell, and I feel like I'm really glad that I have it because, or that I started it because it's making me write again. 
because it's making me like really create content. And it is really creepy that you notice that because I'm watching, I'm like watching the the video back, and I feel like like you must have paused it or you must have like held it down to see uh, what books were on the. On I, the I did. I put I put the finger down, and I was like, "What book is that? I see a for dummies book. What is that?" So you're, yeah, you're like, um, look at it. That one's not mine, but um, I did I did write a lot when I was younger. Starting this Patreon, patreon.com slash Marty Bell. Uh, tier started just five dollars. When I now that I have it, I am like blog uh, blogging again. I am creating a lot more content that I haven't done in a very long time, and that kind of makes me happy because I do miss writing. And every once in a while, I'll get inspired and be like, I'm gonna write this poem. I'm gonna write this song. But that playwriting book was not mine. But I have. When I was younger, I had written plays, ideas for stories and like ideas for movies and stuff. I just, um, I don't know. Wrestling took over my life and I stopped uh, being involved so much in acting. Well, I was wondering if it was like connected to that theater thing or whatever, because I I did, I I found what what I was going to say way earlier was that I do, I try to do my homework, Mm -hmm. but you know, I know you have a WordPress out there and stuff like that, which I thought was cool. You had not updated a a ton, but I I think you saved some of it for your Patreon, but uh, I've been trying to journal a lot myself, but, but I noticed on your Patreon too, like all of the categories are like book titles. There's only one that I don't have a, that I don't have a title for. Because I couldn't come up with anything witty. So I've kind of left that one blank and I haven't. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see. Is that how you realize that I love Mindy Kaling? It was that. And then you you actually mentioned it in an interview I heard of okay. yours. So back to that question. Backtracking. Um, I love <laughs> Mindy Kaling because I feel like. So she was a writer on The Office. Uh, she also wrote The Mindy Project. Wrote, directed, starred, did all the good stuff for The Mindy Project. Um, I've watched a few of her movies. Um, I've read all of her books. I just think that she is a pretty freaking cool, non, like, I don't know. She just, she is who she is. And I feel like that's so important. I think she's still, like, I love that she's a fan of people. I love that she loves Beyonce and that she's obsessed with her. So, like, like, I don't know. It just, she just seems like somebody that I could definitely be friends with and somebody that I would love to, like, hang out with. And I think she's hilarious. I think it's so, um... I think it's so awesome when, like, you have this, like, badass in a room full of men. She's the only woman that's writing, that's directing for The Office. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, you are you are the man. You've got that BDE. And I dig it. And so I love her. And, Mindy, if you're listening, I love you, and I want to be friends with you. That's I'm sure awesome. she is listening. She's, I uh, hope so. She's a big fan. I, I hope she's a fan of the NWA. That would be great. Mindy is awesome. And uh, no, it was a, another thing when I was talking about uh, the wife. Uh, she was like, yeah, Marty seems kind of cool. And I was like, well, listen to this. This, these are, this is some stuff I know about her now. And I was going through some of the stuff we already talked about. But then another one was I was like, she likes Mindy Project and Criminal Minds. I heard that. In um, I'm actually watching Criminal Minds. I, I have it paused right now. But that is what I was um, watching. And that's my wife. Like, she loves that stuff. So I was like, oh, the only thing is, is, like, you're half Puerto Rican and she's half Dominican. And I don't know if that means you guys can't like each other. I don't know. But you guys are right next to each other. It feels like they might have a rivalry or something. So one thing that I was taught is that they say um, that Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Cuba are, like, three sisters from, like, we have the same mom. We just happen to have different fathers, which is probably the, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I mean, it it depends who you ask and if you want to get into colonialism or not. But if you don't want to get into colonialism, 
yeah, we can say that um, we are like just three. I sisters. love that. I would I would love to get into all of these things with you. If we could just get into like your whole past and colonialism. If you'd like to talk about American politics, no, you know, I'm I just... feel like there's just so much that we can that we should be getting into. There's just so much. There's just so many things. Marty, that we can you are the. Discuss. You're the easiest person I've ever talked to on this thing. <laughs> like, you I know, just like, I'm like, holy crap, it's been like a half hour and we have not spoken about wrestling, like, like really, really spoken about wrestling, like, once. Except for you asking me, like, it was like a segue of... Your of contacts. Me learning, of me learning, and my contacts and me learning English. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, the whole goal of this thing is, like, I mean, people can see you wrestle. People can see you on NWA Power every week, so... I, I like getting to know who the person is, so I'm I'm just interested in that kind of stuff. And and like you said at, at the top of it, I mean, I'm sure you've seen uh, Ricky Starks now. He uh, luckily I got him on the show before he started doing this, but now you got to buy like off his Amazon uh, wish list and stuff like that or something. Like give him an Amazon gift card. What? To, uh, you haven't seen that? No. Ricky has like a contract like that you have to sign. Oh, man, I don't even know how much I should talk about this. But he so I got Ricky Starks because Nick's been really good to us at the show, Nick Aldis. So he's like, you guys should talk to Ricky Starks. And I'm like, I would love to talk to Ricky Starks. He's like, I'll get him. And so, like, that's how we ended up. And Ricky was like, I don't I don't like doing podcasts like he started off that way. So I was like, oh, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, Thank you. Perfect. We're <laughs> off to a great start. Yeah, he's like, because you all ask the same thing. And I was like, well, you have not talked to me. I have no plans on asking you the same thing. And so it, it re really well. And Ricky's cool and, and we're cool. And I, I love Ricky, but he is uh, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite people at NWA, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, no, he's he's a great guy. And but but I got what he was saying. And, and, and I know that because I, I like when I listen to podcasts where like people talk to other people, I like the more conversational aspect of it i don't uh, you know i think you, you learn more just like getting you don't it. want it to seem like you're just literally reading off a, a script like oh these are the three things that i have to ask you and then when you're done you're like awkward Ex silence because i didn't think of we're gonna have an actual conversation like okay. exactly yeah. no that's that's exactly right and so anyway he was cool with it he was like well and he was really nice he was like well if more of them were gonna be that way then great well, this other guy was like, how did you get uh, Ricky Starks? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Just like DM him or something. <laughs> and, uh, no, I just told him, I was like, you guys hit him up or whatever. And so the guy released it. Shortly, like right after that, Ricky put out this thing on Twitter. And it was like, I've got this list here. And uh, <clears throat> you got to fill out this contract and you send it to me. And I'll do your podcast. And it was like, you'll buy a gift card for him on Amazon or something like that. And you agree to the terms of you will not ask this list of questions. Oh my God. And, and it's so funny. I'm trying, I'm trying to find it now. It's he's posted it on like Twitter and uh, everywhere, I think. But I told the other guy, I was like, nice man. Good job. You you got him. And maybe you got him before that, that uh, contract, the contract thing. Yeah. And he was like, I think I'm the reason he finally did the contract. And I'm like, Oh, well, oh I don't know, dude. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look through. If if I find it before you do, I will uh, shoot it over yes, to you. Yes, please but, do. Man, it's so funny to me. Oh my god, I think I just did. A purchaser will complete research and exclude. How did you get into wrestling questions and anything related? Purchaser will complete research and exclude. Where did you train? Questions and anything and anything related. Who were your favorite wrestler? Questions and why? 
who has Ricky Stark slept with? Research and exclude how long have you been wrestling? Purchaser agrees to do in their research and providing questions to be asked. If Ricky has stated his answer previously in the past, Ricky reserves the right to cut the agreement short for failure of research. Also, I love that he speaks in third person and there has to be more because they look like somebody cut, somebody like screenshotted it. So there, there must be more. I may have to just text him and ask him to send it to me so that I can start uh, promoting it as well. No, I mean, hey, it's not a bad idea. I actually I I love mean, it. Everybody that said something to me about it, I was like, hey, man, that's that's your prerogative. You've got the right to do it. I I try to approach these things humbly. I'm like, you guys are doing us a favor by showing up on our show. So it's uh, I totally get it. You know, you do uh, Skype calls as part of your Patreon, but you thankfully are talking to me right now without charging me. So I appreciate Skype that. audio. Let's be very clear because I just had – man, like obviously we get some weird emails and people will – say weird stuff and stuff no, happens. not on the internet no not on the internet and not towards a woman what never <laughs> but no i've just like recently I, I had somebody who was just like he just i don't know it was it was just the wording and maybe he didn't mean anything by it maybe it was just the way that it was worded but it was just starting to creep me out a little bit and then it was like you'll do skype calls right like we're gonna do some skype calls and i was like <laughs> I was like, no, like, it's specifically, oh, video calls. Like, it was very specific about video. And I was like, no, like, 100%, very important to know that it is only audio because you don't want somebody, like, you don't want somebody to, you know, spend their hard-earned money. And I'm all excited to talk to them. Like, yeah, let's let's have this video call. And then we video. And then it's like, here's my dick. Sorry, here's my penis. Here's my... <laughs> Here's my naughty bits. You know, like, that's what I'm trying to avoid, basically. So I would much rather just be like, hey, it's audio. We can have a nice chat. Cool. If you think that it's dumb and you're like, why would I pay for audio when I can just talk to it at a show? You are 100% right. I think I just completely buried my own my own uh, deal. But, yeah, you know. You just ruined the last half of this show. I don't know what else I'm going to do now. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, well, well, it was great talking to you, so uh, bye. <laughs> It, you know well, what? we're we're, we're strictly really audio for anybody who cares, so I, I can't see you. <laughs> I really will say that um, this, I really just feel like I'm, like, chatting with my friend. I keep forgetting that we're, like, actually, and don't tell anybody that I called you my friend. Um, I feel <laughs> like I'm just... Wait a minute, what does that mean? Yeah, don't don't tell people that I said that. Okay, great. I don't want people to know. I have oh. a reputation to uphold. Get out of here. All right, fine. Fair enough. I'm just totally. saying... It, it really has felt like a real conversation between, like, just two normal people. And I don't I, – I keep forgetting that it's being recorded, and I, I feel like I'm just, like, I've been talking for 45 minutes, and I'm like, oh, shoot, like, should we be talking about other stuff? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you want to talk about wrestling, Marty? Do you want to tell me about um, my favorite, your my favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler? Is... Um, like, no, not really, so <laughs> – Great. No, I mean I can. Oh. Sure, we, we. I mean we can talk about wrestling. We can. I. I do feel like, at some point, maybe we should talk about the reason that we met and like you know how we have become not friends and all that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I wouldn't be talking to you otherwise because I, I don't think that much of you. No. Uh, the, Good. No. Okay. Well, I did have legitimately. So I. I'm talking about theater actually can bring this around uh but you've been so amazing just like talking that i i don't want to ruin the flow but how much to you is so all right here's how i'll ask it 
I know that you got into wrestling because you were doing modeling and stuff like that, or like somebody was looking for models. Yeah. And so you signed up for it, but it was like after you graduated your acting school. And so, yeah. So like somehow you ended up transitioning into wrestling, but what is it you, do you think that, that makes you, I don't feel like that's just an easy jump like most people would make, but somehow you fell in love with wrestling and is it, is it part of the theater part of you that, so that I did like, like we talked about in the, in, in the top of the program, um, wrestling was something that I did watch when I was a child. I did grow up, um, loving wrestling. I did grow up watching WCW, watching WWF, not ECW, I wasn't allowed to watch ECW, um, but wrestling was something that I grew up with. Once I got to high school, I got more involved with acting, and I got more involved with sports, and so my attention kind of shifted. I've, I felt like I've always been an entertainer, even when I was like a young, shy girl. I was super shy when I was younger. Um, I don't know what made me break out of it, because I feel like I'm definitely not a shy person anymore, um, obviously, <laughs> but... I don't know. I was I was a really shy kid, and then all of a sudden, I think I discovered sports. I discovered something I was actually good at. I was a softball player and a volleyball player, and I feel like I was able to bring once. It's literally like think about all the things that you love, and then and and things that you're good at, and then finding one particular thing that incorporates all of it. I can literally incorporate my dance background, my acting background, my sports background, and my love of wrestling into like one thing and so I think that's why I stepped away from like when I say acting I mean obviously like there's a lot that there's a lot of acting I've been able to bring into wrestling um especially when it comes to promos when it comes to just being able to talk I'm so comfortable with a mic like literally you can give me a mic right now and be like hey you gotta go out there like you know the top rope broke and we gotta change it so go out there and talk for 10 minutes I'm like oh here we go all right like doesn't doesn't make me panic at all so I think that wrestling really just showed me that I was able to combine everything I love. I loved music, and I um, am a horrible singer. So this is a way that I was able to perform. I was able to put, like, when my music, you know, on the indies hits, I'm able to come out to my song, whatever it may be at, the, at that point right now. I mostly just have stuck to Milkshake uh, in, the fa- in the past few years. I'm out there singing, and I'm dancing, and I'm doing everything I love, and I feel like wrestling just tied it all in for me. I stepped away from from film, television, all of that for almost 10 years because of wrestling because I had my fix. I had I had found what I wanted, you know, and I had found what I really really loved to do. So I didn't need I didn't need to audition for stuff because I was so busy taking care of of the wrestling side of things. In the last um year and a half, I have kind of made a return to to my 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 roots, my original roots and I do love acting. I, it is something that I'm super passionate about. It's something that I'm really happy doing. Um, I got the huge surprise that one of my commercials I filmed last year aired uh, during the Super Bowl in certain markets. Like People in Connecticut were able to see it, which is nuts to think about. Uh, on the anniversary of my graduation from my acting school. So that was also pretty crazy. Um, I'm a super believer in like things happen for a reason. Things happen when they're supposed to. So for that to have happened literally on to the day 12 years ago that I graduated from acting school to hear that my commercial aired during the Super Bowl was like insane. I remember seeing something one- about that. And you were like, sorry, I, you, you were kind of like, I forgot I even did that. Yeah. And then it showed up. I was like, how did yeah. you forget you even did it? <laughs> well, I just I filmed this commercial for a college in the co- I filmed it here in KC, but the college is in Connecticut. So I filmed this like last year. It was it was like in the spring of 2019, and 
it was like, yeah, it was a cool commercial. I really liked it. It was, you know, one of my first lead, like, really big lead roles I had. Super awesome, super cool. And then, like, surprise, um, here's, you know, like, it was just it was just crazy. It was just weird. It was, like, it was nuts. So I, what I was going to say before you rudely cut me off is what? that um, I have no idea where this conversation is going or why I started talking about this. So if you want to cut me off, now would be a great time for you to do it. I'm I'm not gonna stop you. Okay, <laughs> I was just like I was I, as I was talking, I was literally like, what? Why did I start talking about this? What am I saying? <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. I have no idea why I was talking about the things that I was talking about. So okay, I'm well, saying. I mean, yeah, I can jump in here and please save right, me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask you an NWA question really quick. So I, I think that uh, there are some NWA fans that would give me hell if I don't ask you about this. That and and. And I want to get into current stuff here soon, but okay. but actually, you've had a relationship with one of the past NWA champions. You and Jazz are like former yeah. tag team champions, right? And she held the, the women's title before Allison. Were you and Jazz close, or what was that? So, um, oh man, isn't it crazy how everything com- comes full circle? I just thought about this. As I'm about to say, I, I just realized this. So, um, we were at WSU. WSU was one of the first promotions that like really gave me an opportunity once I was wrestling. Um, I had my first match in November and I made my debut with um, WSU in March. So I, you know, really just a few months in and, and WSU was a really big deal. You had Shimmer and you had WSU. Those are the two women's promotions that you wanted to work for in the U.S. That was it at that, you know, at that time. Now there's been a lot more shine, um, uh, rise. There are a lot more promotions that have that have like sparked up. But so I at WSU I had a tag partner named Tina San Antonio and Tina could not make a show. And we had a very big title defense. It was like supposed to be the title defense to cement us as like legitimate uh, legitimate badasses basically. It was um a hardcore match uh, or uncensored rules and Tina could not make it. So they were able to convince Jazz to step in and take care and become my tag partner. And what I was saying, everything comes full circle. It makes me laugh because Jazz used to call me her Spice Girl. Jazz did not know my name. Jazz was always, like, anytime she'd be like, hey, Spice Girl, she would always, always, always call me her Spice Girl. So when they told her, like, hey, we want to pair you up with, with Marty, she was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then the day that she showed up, she was like, Oh shoot, you're Marty, you're my Spice Girl. She had no idea she was even gonna be teaming up with me. She was just like, Yeah, cool, whatever, Marty. Yeah, sure, okay, whatever. So it was like it was pretty cool. Um, I love her. She's such a badass. She's such a sweet, sweet, sweet lady, like legitimate, legitimate badass. And unfortunately, that was the only time that we ever tagged was when we won the titles. So you didn't even get to defend them together or No. It was like a bunch of stuff. I think this was like right I don't know. There was just I don't even know what I don't remember exactly what the situation was. And why she ended up not coming back to WSU. I think it might have been like a travel situation where she had moved pretty far. And I don't I don't I don't remember exactly what it was. And I don't want to like put something out there and be like, that wasn't it, you idiot. Um, so I was never able to team up with her again. I so fun you. fact, I won the um WSU tag titles twice, but I only lost them once. Uh, well, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a fun, like little little brain teaser. Like I won the titles twice. I only lost them once, but I am not currently the champion. 
That is interesting. Yeah, no, I feel like you were like loading this show up with like all kinds of interesting Marty details that nobody else got. So I appreciate yep. that. Did you ever get to go back to the Dominican Republic to actually compete? Uh, to wrestle? Yeah. Yeah, I have wrestled in the Dominican Republic twice. And another Marty fun fact. So my parents have only seen me wrestle twice in my entire 11-year career. So they just they they live over there and they yeah. don't normally come into the U.S. Okay. They do come to the U.S. just not as often as um I would love them to. They so there was a while when I was wrestling that my dad was in the U.S. for a little bit, but he didn't want to come watch me wrestle because he said he didn't want to see his little girl getting beat up, which I guess I understand. Uh-huh. Yes, I was like, all right, I was like, all right, dad, it's cute, but like, can you come watch me wrestle? And this was like my first year of wrestling too, so I was like. Super excited about having my dad coming to see me, but he didn't. That was very sad. But my parents are extremely supportive of my wrestling career. Like, very, very, very. My parents are extremely supportive of anything I want to do. Like, I'm like if tomorrow I was like, hey, guys, um, actually, I've decided that I want to be a fire juggler. And they're like, what, well, can you juggle? And I'm like, nah. And they're like, all right, cool. Yeah, let, let's do this. You got this. So my family is extremely supportive. But my parents have only seen me wrestle twice. That's interesting. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I, I heard an interview where you talked about wanting to get to go back to the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic, but just uh, I think at that time you hadn't. I um, just wrestled there. I will tell you exactly when it was in October of okay. uh, 2019. Has has NWA like opened up more opportunities for you? Do you think? Like, I mean, since you've been showing up on on Power, I think it definitely it kind of had it like what's the word? Not, like, yeah, I guess validates. It kind of, it, it does help to, like, validate. It, like, maybe, maybe valid. I don't know if that's the right word. But obviously, um, having the NWA name behind me is huge. Like, when I when I do reach out to promoters or anything, I'm like, hey, you know, I am an NWA power um, wrestler. Uh, the NWA brand is so recognized that it is, it definitely makes people go, oh, shoot, yeah. Even, like, meeting non-wrestling fans and, like, the Dominican Republic and the NWA have a very um, interesting history, I guess we That was say. the word I was going to use, yeah. Interesting history, yeah. So, like, my my dad, who doesn't follow wrestling, doesn't know anything about wrestling, when I'm like, hey, I work for the NWA, he's like, oh, the NWA, Ric Flair, Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, it is definitely very, very recognizable, and it definitely, it makes me very, very proud to know that I am a part of the NWA that I am like when I was able to to challenge for the title um, in Chicago, it was a huge moment for me because Chicago is such a special wrestling town. I feel like anybody, any wrestler you talk to will say that, but it really is. So it was a huge, huge moment for me to be fighting for the opportunity to get that title because the the NWA means a lot to Dominican wrestling fans. And so I my quest is not over. I know that my girl right now has the title. And that if there ever comes an opportunity where her and I get to battle a lot for the title, I know that we're both going to give it our all because she is super proud of being the first Mexican-born NWA women's champion. And I will be very, very proud the day that I get to hold the title and say that I am the first Dominican wrestler who is recognized by the NWA as a uh, champion. It's it's fun. I've I've had some people from uh, Dominican Republic DM me on the this is the NWA Instagram and like send me little pictures and stuff of of people. God, I I, I can't even remember the guy's name. Is a mask guy, 
that held the the 10 pounds of gold for like a or maybe it was the junior heavyweight title for like a little while and it's like one of those things that was like not recognized or something but like there well, there is I don't, a pat- actually i don't i'm not i'm that i'm not familiar with what i was referring to is an incident that happened between rick flair and jack veneno in the 60s um okay. jack had uh jack is like our most famous wrestler uh he's like the most revered wrestling the Dominican Republic, he actually just had a movie come out semi-recently uh, called Veneno. Actually, it's been, like, it's been like two years. It's called Veneno. It's actually on HBO. Um, if anybody wants to watch a little piece of Dominican history, of Dominican wrestling history. And basically, Ric Flair and him fought for the title once, I believe. And Ric Flair beat him. Ric Flair came back for a rematch to the Dominican Republic and... A crazy riot, which I have, I have, a, I have my own story about something similar like that happening. A crazy riot basically broke out to where Ric Flair was like, "Screw this!" Where I think it was Ric Flair and Roddy, uh, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper was his um manager. They both literally feared for their lives to the point that Ric Flair like was like, "Nope, title's yours. One, two, three, pin me. I am out of here." He literally thought he was gonna get murdered, so he left the country. And so to to the Dominican Republic, Jack Veneno won the 10 pounds of gold, but it is not recognized by the NWA. That's amazing. And I have a really cool shirt that I was wearing at the last um, tapings with a picture from from that match with, um, I'm pretty sure it's like Ric Flair is all bloodied up. Yeah, if you look up Jack Veneno versus Ric Flair, one of the first articles that comes up is about Ric Flair's most controversial match. The first line of the article says, Legend has that Jack Veneno once defeated NWA world champion Ric Flair in the Dominican Republic for an unrecorded title switch. The match happened in 1982. Oh, sorry, 82. It was the 80s, not the 60s. And catapulted Veneno into legendary status among the Dominican Republic community. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you can't tease me with that you have a similar story and then you just leave it at that. Oh, like, well, I was, like, I was like, oh, well, I'll circle back. So the first time I ever wrestled in the Dominican Republic, my ex and I went to wrestle there. Uh, my ex uh, is Matthew Justice. He is this six foot two, super white dude, long hair, super, super gringo. Like, gringo, gringo, gringo. You see him from far away, and you're like, that man is not from this country. So I wrestled. I had my match. Everybody loved me. Like, you know, crowd went nuts. People were super excited. Woohoo! I had won my match. Matt has his match. It ended up being something where I helped him cheat. He rolled the guys up, rolled the tights. One, two, three. All of a sudden, Matt has just beat their champion for their title. And literally, people... St- and I'm talking about this happened, like, seven years ago. We're not talking about this happened 20... We're talking about, like, seven years ago. People were booing and were getting so riled up that they actually started coming towards the ring. I'm never going to forget the image of my uncle getting up and, like, walking towards me and be like, what's going on? What's going on? Because he was starting to freak out that he thought something was going to happen. That the crowd, because the crowd completely turned on us. And they were like, this it is on. Like, this is real. And we are about to jump you guys. And then a ref came out and was like, no, he cheated. Start the match over. Matt turned around, took the guys, finished. One, two, three. Crowd went home happy. But literally, it was actually in PWI magazine about that incident because people were literally starting to storm the ring. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're not leaving with the title, sir. And I was like, oh, it's real. It is so real. So, that's amazing yeah. that that's still yeah that that kind yeah. of uh, passion still exists like with yeah. with with people. Tell me about you and Lagana go back 
to mm-hmm. like Ring of Honor, right? Is he is he how you ended up in NWA? Um, so actually, I met. I was never um, a part of the. I was never a part of Ring of Honor or anything. Um, but when they would come to New York, I had so many friends that worked there that I would come by. Which once again, like, it's crazy how life comes full circle. Um, with this NWA uh, Ring of Honor partnership, and my first, technically, my first. That's so crazy. I hadn't even thought about this. My first match for the NWA was in a Ring of Honor ring. And it was actually, no, I had I had a dark match for a Ring of Honor before. I met him briefly. Um, back in the day, I used to straighten my hair, and I met him super briefly. He said he looked at me. He was like, oh, cool, hi, nice to meet you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We stayed in touch. You know, he gave me his email address. Every once in a while, I'd shoot him an email, be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. Like, this is where I'm at. And then um, 2000. 14 i want to say maybe i got a message from somebody at impact telling me that they had gotten my contact from lagana and that they were very interested in bringing me in for a tryout i it took me a long time i went through almost a two-year process before i got hired by um impact but it was all because lagana remembered me from back in the day and he literally said once i started wearing my hair natural and just really like be myself out there he was like oh okay this is somebody that I want to keep my eye on. And so, yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up working for Impact. I established a very cool relationship with him and Billy. Billy was one of the writers for, um, he was a big part of creative during the dollhouse time. So a lot of segments, a lot of things that we did were basically the mastermind of Christy Hemme and Billy Corgan, which is crazy to say. But yes, Billy Corgan is my boss. That is insane. So when NWA was uh, starting back up with all of this, obviously right away I was like, hey guys, I'm 100% interested if there's ever any opportunity. And then I remember the day that Lagana called me, actually. I was coming home from the gym, and I was like, hey, yeah, I just, um, just got done with my, like I, I was doing two-a-days. Because when they announced that they were going to start the power tapings, I was like, I'm going to be a part of this. I know that I am. I'm going to start getting ready for it. I had not spoken to Lagana like one way or another. I was like, this is happening. I know that it is. I'm going to, I'm not going to wait until they call me. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have two weeks to like get in ring shape and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm going to get ready now. So when he called me, I was like, yep, I'm coming home. I just, just finished my two a days. And he's like, why are you doing two a days? I haven't even confirmed that you're going to be on the show. Like he made some sort of joke like that. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. He's like, yeah, we're, we're booking you for the first, for the first set of tapings. And so um, that is how I ended back into working with Lagana and Billy. And that was, once again, a very long story. We are all better for it. I'm glad (laughs) you're there. So then I have to ask, because you obviously have been friends with it's interesting that like you 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 talk about the full circle thing a lot of people it's it's always cool to me when I get to research someone and you just see like how many people like I mean I I know I feel like I'm breezing through things but like like you and Mia Yim have a relationship and you and Jazz have a relationship and like all of these people but like one of your big ones has always uh been Allison Kay and then you guys end up uh um, I think there's like a weirder in fear and I can't hear what you're saying. Well, uh, if I could get through to you uh, briefly, if our connection gets better. Sorry, there's like there's like something weird happening on my end. I just 
I don't, I, this is super weird. I can't hear. All right, I'm done. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just, obviously you guys have your differences, but I, I do want to say like Allison has done the show and she, you know, I can, I, I try to be fair. And, and I said, Hey, do you think you could see how the way that you said what you said could piss somebody off? Like that, that Marty would be pissed off. And she admitted, she's like, Maybe I didn't say it the right way, but I also can't just be giving out title shots to my friends and I've already beaten her. And I, and I never and I never asked for that. I never asked that. I never once I I'm a very like if you're my friend, you're my friend. I'm not I I am not friends with anybody because of what they can get for me or what they can do for me in my life. That's that's not to me what a friend is about. That's not what a best friend to me is about. So I never once said like oh well you should give me a title shot like no i want to earn my title shot i i want to establish myself in this company I'm, i didn't come here to be like hey guys you may remember me from from my time in this company like no i this is a brand new slate we're starting we're starting clean we're starting over so and yeah like i know that she is very blunt and i know that she maybe doesn't like sugarcoat anything or whatever but it just the way the way that she came across in front of you guys was very disrespectful, very rude. Now imagine what's being said when there aren't other people around. And that's the kind of stuff people don't see. And it's like, for me, I'm very much like, if you are my friend, you are down for me. You are 100% like, you have my back. And, and there's and no questions asked, that's it. So for her to say something like, oh, well, you're not ready, like blah, 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 and then come out there and try to be all cute and all smart, like, oh, th these little freaking comments, this is what it is. It's her mouth that gets her in trouble. Oh, this isn't Dr. Phil. You're drinking that Kool-Aid. No. Those are not comments that you say to somebody that you're friends with. Those are not comments that you say to somebody that you respect. Those are not comments that you say to somebody that you actually believe in. So that is why I have an issue with Allison K. Do I Did you hate feel like her? she was trying to apologize to you the other the the last NWA power like she she a little too late man you know I've moved on it sucks I I see it I she knows that she's been replaced and so now she's like it's it's that like oh no like this is what this is what should have been mine this is like the friend that I should have had like sorry dude what do you want me to say like what like what do you want me to do I found somebody who believes in me I found somebody who gave me Allison more than anybody in this world more than any human being in this world knows the struggles that I've been through internally the struggles that I've been through with myself when it comes to like doubting myself doubting my abilities doubting that I can do something maybe being like man you know what like maybe I don't belong here maybe maybe people on the internet are right and I'm not a great wrestler maybe I do need to lose some more weight any any all those thoughts that go through my head nobody more than her knows about that so for her to even pick one little thing apart she knows what that's gonna do to me so like dude sorry that I found somebody who doesn't do that sorry that I'm friends with somebody who's like nah man you're a freaking champion you're a superstar. You messed up, but that's all right. You're going to freaking get him next time. You're going to be the best. Yeah, she came out and apologized, you know, because she sees that I've moved on. That's the only reason why. So, sorry, buddy. It's a little too late. Next. So, so how do you feel about, like, I mean, you're obviously friends with Melina and Thunder Rosa now. And Thunder Rosa is now the women's champion. And Melina... You know, I don't, I don't know how she's taking to that. Like look, she look, seems look. like she's. Let's, all right, I feel like now, I feel like we have, we're having a great conversation. I feel like, and now I'm like, damn, like were you just like warming me up? Like, oh, you're like, let's get her, let's get her talking, let's get her all warmed up, let's get, let's let her get her guard down. Now I feel like you're just like trying to stir. I'm stuff not trying up. to offend you. I just, I'm, I'm just curious, like if you 
look at it, I mean, Molina's challenged Thunder Rosa to a, a title match now. So does it seem weird to you that she's just not accepting that Thunder Rosa's had the success that she's had? And do you think that she I would do the like, same thing to you? No, I don't I don't I don't think she's gonna do that to me because if I was in that position, if I had the title, I would one hundred percent be like, you know what? Like I said before, I know that if it ever comes down to me and Rosa have to have if NWA is like, hey, you guys need to have a match because Marty earned that spot or whatever, me and Rosa are gonna go out there, we're gonna kill it. We're gonna give it everything we got. She's gonna do what she does, I'm gonna do what I do. One of us is gonna walk out the winner. If she wins, I'm going to shake her hand and be like, yo, congratulations, you won, like, you deserve this. If I win, she's going to do the same for me. So if I was in that position and Melina was like, hey, remember that I helped you get here, I'd be like, you know what, you are right. Yeah, man, let's have this match, let's battle it out. What Thunder's going through in her head, that's on her. She has her reasons for doing things, I would have my reasons for doing mine, and I can't comment on what Rosa's thinking because I don't know. So I, I I don't know. I I have I literally have nothing else to say about that entire situation. Well, I mean, I, I just I, and I can let it rest, but it seems like what do you, what are you looking for out of Allison? You guys are in the arguably I, I don't even think arguably like personally you, you saw hard times. I mean, Thunder Rosa and Allison K had the match of the night at that show. They did. Your, they both killed it. The NWA women's division, just in general, could match up against anybody's any division, I think. I think you 100%. are part of... No questions asked. Yeah, you're part of one of the best things in wrestling right now. But it means that you and Allison K could cross paths again. I mean, what are you looking for out of that? What do you expect is going to happen with you and Allison in the near future? I don't know, man. That's another question that I got asked during my, my interview with Girl Power. We're both professionals. It's not like an on-site thing. That's a very New York thing to say, but it's not It's not a, I see you, I'm going to punch you in the face on-site. It's more of a, I'm a professional. You're a professional. We're here to do our jobs. We see each other. We keep it moving. I have nothing to say to her. I don't, she tried being all cute the other day and like tried to like, touching me and like tried grabbing my hand where the hell she was going for and I'm not having it. I have nothing to say to her. I keep it moving. Let's There's go. no chance that you think you guys can reconcile that at all. Dude, it's, it's one of those things where you think about like, it's so stupid. It's so like cliche, but like, you know, you think back and you won't remember what somebody said or what they did. You remember how they made you feel. And yeah. in like two or three years, maybe I won't remember her dumb fucking, sorry. <laughs> That's, that's I'm cool. getting fired up. I'm getting fired up. I'm sweating no, right now. I'm asking this freaking hoodie off. I maybe I won't look. Maybe like in a few years I'll look back and I won't remember her Doctor Phil comments. I won't remember her Jim Jones comments. I won't remember her You're Not Ready comments. But I'm gonna remember how my friend tore me down in front of the entire world. How she made me feel in front of the entire world. That's not something that you just move on from. So I don't know. I can't tell you what's gonna happen in two, three, four, five, six years. I don't know. It sounds like, I mean, in South Carolina, we call it a, a come to Jesus meeting. Like, it sounds like you guys are on the path to that immediate, uh, uh, at some point. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. All right. Well, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll leave that part alone. I've got one more question for you and I won't, I won't hold you up, Marty. Uh, I know you're a busy lady, but to, to round this back off into something more positive. I mean, one of the things that I really admire about you and that I think a lot of people could admire about you 
I like to get into the mind of somebody who is in the position that you're in, who you started out, you've gone through the things that you've gone through. We've talked a lot about it tonight and, and you've pushed through rejection. I mean, you, you're a person that if uh, we didn't even get to dig into everything, but like if people want to look at you, you've, you've gone through OVW and TNA and you were in the May Young Classic and uh, even this whole thing with NWL, which sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you've you've done all of this stuff and some things were great for a while and then you got rejected from some things and just some things probably didn't turn out how you planned. And to think that you weren't even a person that probably originally intended that wrestling was going to be your thing, but you've dedicated yourself to it now. And, and here you are. And and like I said, probably one of the best divisions in in the world right now. What what do you think it is? Where do you think it comes from in you in your mind that makes you keep pushing like that? Because a lot of people would give up. A lot of people would First settle. Of all, <laughs> I'm about to start crying. That was like the nicest thing I think that anybody has. Um, thank you. Wow, that was. I'm just gonna, just gonna cry over here. Um, I think. I have tough skin because of where I grew up. I have tough skin because of how I grew up. I was raised by not even a single parent. I was raised by a single grandmother. You know, I was raised by my grandmother, and she was a very, 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 very tough lady. And um, But she taught me about hard work. She taught me about busting my ass. She taught me about – she was, like, one of the most supportive people. It, it's insane. I have I can, I can literally – I could talk about her for hours. She always believed in me. No matter what I did, she was like, yep. You got this, like, you're going to do this. And I have, like, so many dumb stories about, like, little things about, like, uh, stories like that. But I just, I learned that you, if you want something, man, if you really, if you want something and you really apply yourself and you, like, you bust your ass, like, it's unfortunate because everybody has a different path. And there are some people that will work their entire lives and will never get to accomplish that goal for whatever reason, for X, Y, or Z. But I just want to be able to look back in 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is, whenever it is that I'm done wrestling and be like, holy crap, like I wanted to do something and I did it. I wanted to work for this company and I busted my ass and I did it. And I can't tell you how many times in my own head I've quit wrestling, how many times I've let comments get to me or one thing that I do is when I watch the NWA, uh, when I watch Power, I watch it without the, the chat because people always have something mean to say. For no reason. You literally, it could be like a brand new person that they've never seen in their entire lives just standing in the ring, hasn't said a word, hasn't said anything, and people will find a reason to be mean and people will find a reason to, to be snarky. So I don't even I don't even watch that. I'll wait until later and people message me and tell me, hey, I like this about the show, I didn't like this, or I don't even know where I'm going with this. The point is, I don't even, it's, it's funny because I don't really think that I'm a very hard-headed person. I'm, I'm not like super bullheaded. But maybe I am because this is something that I wanted when I was seven years old. I was like, I'll be a wrestler. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to go be an actress instead. But secretly, I want to be a wrestler, but it's fine. I'm going to go do something else. And then I came back to it. And I think that listen to your listen to your inner voice, man. If your voice tells you you want to do something, do it. What's the worst that can happen? You fail? Okay, cool. Find something else to do. Like, I've always been very, like, um, it's weird because I, I do think that I do take risks sometimes. Obviously, there's a lot I've done with my career, my life, where it's been a big risk. I live in freaking Missouri because I took a big wrestling risk. I was like, I'm going to do this, and it's going to work out, and if it doesn't, I'm going to figure it out. And I'm very, like, 
I don't know. I know what I want. I know what I see for myself. I have all these goals that I want to accomplish. And until I don't finish accomplishing them, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep hearing no. I'm going to keep be being told that you're not good enough and that that's fine. I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep practicing. I'm going to keep excelling at the things I need to excel at and, you know, getting better things I need to get better at. And then that's it. And I'm going to just keep going. And I don't even know if I answered your question, but, you know, here I am. I, I think you keep pushing and, and no, you've, you've nailed it. I, I love that answer. People ask me a lot what the ribbon on my on my gear is. Not all of my gear has it. My newer gear doesn't because the person that was um, making my gear, it's been very rushed because I've literally been like, hey, I have TV in two days. Can I get new gear? But my gear has a purple ribbon on it, and it is for my grandmother who battled Alzheimer's for a very long time. It's a very mean, horrible disease um, that I was unfortunate enough to have endured um, basically my entire life, part of my childhood as well. So that's who that ribbon is, is for. And I also have the ribbon tattooed in my wrist because I, and I always, I wear her chain all the time. Like I play with it very subconsciously because she was such a big part of my life and she was so important to me. And so I, I know I cut you off. Sorry to say that. I was like, Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you this, but, um, yeah, my grandmother has always been a really big part of my life and she's a big part of the reason why I don't stop. I, I have this, like, I tell myself all the time when I eat, we all eat. And it's very important for me to be able to give back to people that have helped me and provide for people that have provided for me. So that's the main reason. I want to make sure we all eat. I can't think of a better way to to, to wrap it up than there. Marty, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you, I man. really thanks appreciate it. Thanks for only making things very uncomfortable once. Other than that, I thank you. It's a lot of effort for me because I, yeah. I am a very awkward person. So I, I, I know. That. I've met you. <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, thanks to everybody who's listening and yeah, I'll see you guys, um, in April. I'm very excited. The Crockett cup is going to be, it's going to be amazing. If you're not signed, uh, up to get the NWA notifications, do you a favor and get it, get those emails because the emails have like promo codes. It has like breaking news. Like I get them because I love just seeing, you know, what merch we have available and stuff. Um, I just got some new merch that's on its way. I have myself on my fanny pack. I have three pins on my fanny pack. I have the NWA um, with the Georgia logo. I have a Dwight Schrute logo, uh, the Dwight Schrute face. <laughs> and then I have a Mama Storm pin. So you know where my alliances lie. So definitely um, if you are, if you have not signed up for the, for those, make sure you do because those are the people that also get like first dibs on tickets. And trust me, man, like Into the Fire was literal fire. Hard Times is amazing, and I know that I'm so excited for the Crockett Cup, and I know it, it was announced that it's going to be in a different venue, so I am super excited for that. I'm super excited to bring the NWA to it in a different atmosphere, so I am really, really pumped. So let's, let's get on that. Make sure you guys are there. I was wearing a uh, Scranton Strangler shirt that I have today, as a matter what? of fact. Yeah, oh, it was, yeah, it's Dwight with like almost like CM Punk gloves. It's like oh says... my god. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Thank you, Marty. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you.